Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being. We and welcome everyone to Whole Life Healing. I uh, hope you're doing great this week. We've been doing this show for about 14 years every week. Uh, we hope it will give you a, a little boost during your week, a little something to think about a little something to challenge you, and hopefully every once in a while, a little something to make your week, this week, a little bit better than last week. And maybe every once in a while to make your life better from now on. So uh, let us know how we're doing. Um, the spiritual laws of nature is, uh, when I was trying to name these things, um, that was the thing that seem the most accurate to me. I do not mean religious. I run from religion. Took me decades to recover from my religious upbringing. I mean spiritual, issues of forgiveness, identity, worth, love versus fear. Those are spiritual issues to me, okay? As well as relationships, which are the most important issues in life. And this week we're talking about, are you doubling? Um, this is a teaching that with uh, my counseling clients has been one of the better ones for my clients who say, I'm tired all the time. Or, I'm not tired all the time, but I really want to be doing this other stuff, but I don't seem to have the energy for that. All my energy is used up you know, just doing my daily have-to. Sometimes this teaching and uh, putting it into action in your life can dramatically change that energy paradigm to where now you are getting those things done that are most important to you long-term, not just short-term. Stephen Covey's The uh, Tyranny of the Urgent versus the Important. All right. Let's get started. Um, with almost every single person I have ever counseled over 30 plus years now, wow, has it been that long? I guess it has. <laughs> um, I would say, with few exceptions, I felt like that person was doubling in their life. At least what that's what I call it. What doubling means to me is living two conflicting 
things at the same time. Uh, my wife, Hope, is an introvert. Now, she's not nearly as much an introvert as she used to be when she was depressed. When she was depressed, she was a boy, over-the-top introvert. Now, just probably sort of barely an introvert. Does fine with people, loves people, talks to people all day long, has great friends, does stuff. We go out and do stuff all the time. We travel you know, so I don't want you to get the wrong impression, but she's still an introvert. She gets strength from her time alone. And every day she needs time alone to pray, to meditate, to recharge, to sort out, to rest, uh, etc. Okay? And um, uh, uh, I guess it was about two or three years ago, she read a book that she really loved. And in the book, it was written by an introvert for introverts, and they equated, uh, as an analogy in the book, the amount of energy that they had per day to do whatever they needed to do with spoons. And the analogy was like, okay, let's say that you have uh, 20 spoons each day, 20 spoons of energy, you know, instead of a a spoonful of, uh, of sugar, like in Mary Poppins, a spoonful of energy. So you've got 20 spoonfuls of energy for the day. Well, everything takes a little bit of energy. Taking a shower takes energy. Eating takes energy. Digestion, by the way, is uh, one of the most energy-consuming things you do. That's why uh, intermittent fasting is so big these days, is because... You're not digesting most of the day, which means a lot of your energy is not being used for that. But back to kind of what we're talking about today. For introverts, doing things with other people, especially people that they don't know well, takes more spoons than other things. And in the book, uh, she would give the example, the lady that wrote it, of like, so I had uh, a neighbor come over expectedly, uh, maybe, and um, had to put my happy, smiley face on for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And that took six spoons out of my 10. Now, to those of us who aren't introverts, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not an introvert or an extrovert. Have a little bit of both, probably. Uh, love people, but also love my alone time. For those of us who aren't introverts, you know, that's almost kind of hard to believe. Wait a minute, you've got 10 spoons of energy and six of them are used in 30 minutes interacting with a stranger. But I promise you, living with an introvert, especially when Hope was depressed, I have no trouble believing that at all. Uh, let me put it in a different way outside the spoons. Let's say, imagine a two-liter Coke bottle, but instead of being filled with Coke, it's full, it's filled to the top with the energy you have available from all sources, mental, physical, spiritual, to do what you need to do today. Okay, you have that picture in your mind? A two-liter bottle, that's what you've got when you wake up in the morning until you're asleep that night to do everything during that day, 
All right? Well, a two-liter bottle full of something, and in this case, energy, or it also could be Coke or lemonade or whatever, weighs about 2.2 pounds. And the average person is awake for about 16 hours a day. So that would be uh, a little over two ounces an hour that is being pulled out of that two liter, poured out of that two liter, or pulled out with a straw, or however you want to envision that. So about two ounces, a little bit more than two ounces an hour for 16 hours for everything you have to do that day. Okay? You have that picture in your mind. Now, what if someone else stuck another straw in that bottle and started pulling out another two plus ounces of energy every hour for stuff that's not what you want to do? How would you feel about that? And Well, obviously what that's going to mean is eight hours into your day, you're out of energy. That's it. So the rest of the day, uh, you're going to lay around and watch TV, go take a nap, probably be irritable or ornery because it, sometimes it takes energy to be friendly and kind when you're not feeling good and have no energy. All right? So, in other words... Half a day every day is going to be a bummer because half your energy is being taken away from you, all right? And let's go one other place, and then I'll try to tie this up. What if the energy being taken away from you, you could do nothing about? And then... What if you're working for a year, five years, ten years on half energy and what a struggle that would be and then all of a sudden that second straw got pulled out and now you've got full energy every day. How would you feel about that? What kind of difference would that make in your life going from half energy to full energy? Let's go do something. I feel great. Being kind and, and pleasant and helpful and encouraging of other people and grateful and feeling love, joy, and peace and going and doing things and, and building intimate relationships with many people, not just sort of getting through this day. Well, all, like I said, almost everyone I've ever counseled has this issue in their life. And here's where it comes from. It comes from two places. Number one, you always do what you believe, 100% of the time. And I've been teaching this for 30 years and have had so many people get mad at me for this teaching because they would come into my counseling office because they're addicted to alcohol or they're addicted to drugs, or they're addicted to porn, or they're addicted to TV, or ice cream, or whatever, and I tell them, well, you're doing that because you believe that's what's best for you to do right now. And, and some of them would, you know, start yelling at me and stuff. Are you crazy? I'm here because I don't want to be doing that. Well, that's true too. 
you have two conflicting beliefs in your heart. One, I want the ice cream now. Even if I think I'm trying to lose a few pounds or stay trim. And yeah, ice cream every once in a while is fine, but a half gallon every night, maybe not. All right? So even if I have the belief that I shouldn't, the belief in wanting the ice cream right now, because I can taste it using my experience simulator and imagining what that ice cream is going to taste like and how that's going to make me feel. So I do, I go eat the ice cream, even though I also have a belief that I shouldn't. In other words, you have conflicting beliefs about the same thing. And virtually everyone I've ever met, including me, including Hope, has this issue. You have conflicting beliefs in your heart about the same thing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's sticking a second straw in your energy bottle and pulling part of your energy out, which means you're going to reach a point during your day where you're out of energy because some is being used for something that it that is counterproductive and it should not be used for. Okay, the second way that this happens, and, and this is with almost everyone too, is to be doubling, meaning living in essence, two different lives. The public life and a private life. Uh, a research study came out uh, a number of years ago. It was published in um, uh, the paper as well as other places. And they found that over 70% of women have a secret. Now, that doesn't surprise you, right? But that's not the end of the statement. Over 70% of women have a secret that they have never told a living soul and that they never will tell a living soul. Now that's different from just having a secret. Why will they not tell a living soul? Because it's something they're ashamed of. And they think if people know about that, they will think less of me. Uh, on our one-year anniversary, Hope and I went to uh, Mexico where we'd gone on our honeymoon and we had a night that we had planned in advance where a very special night for us where she told me the worst thing she had ever done in her life and I told her the worst thing I'd ever done in, in my life, okay? And uh, she was really nervous about that. And when it came time for her to tell her thing... <laughs> It blew me away, okay? The worst thing that she had ever done in her life, in, in her mind and thinking, was when she was a 10-year-old little girl, went into the hardware store and stole a little bitty tiny paper bag at the checkout while no one was looking for her Barbie doll accessories. Now, by the time they got to the car, she was so racked with guilt, she confessed everything right there, uh, her dad made her go back in, confess to the owner of the store, give the paper bag back, to which the gentleman very kindly said, Honey, these are free. They've always been free. They'll always be free. You can have as many as you want. No problem. We give them away all the time. And 
ladies and gentlemen, that was the worst thing she had ever done in her life. And she was so relieved when she saw that I wasn't going to divorce her or something for having done that. Of course, I was blown away because, man, that wouldn't make my top 300, <laughs> okay? Uh, my nickname growing up was Dennis the Menace, and I earned it, all right? But for years, she had been using mental and emotional energy to keep that thing down, locked away in a closet, and every time she did think about it, she felt ashamed and guilty, and boy, I hope no one ever finds out about that, and, and, and on and on and on, okay? Um, some ancient manuscripts that talk about this issue say things like, uh, a spring does not bear both sweet water and bitter. A tree does not bear both good fruit and poisonous fruit, okay? You cannot live two lives successfully. And yet, again, almost everyone I have ever worked with has been doubling in their life. They have to some extent been living a public life, a social life, a this is how I'm going to present myself to other people and then this is who I really am with the doors locked and the lights off that I will never tell a living soul or that my family keeps hidden or whatever that is with you. So those are the two areas this week that I would encourage you to meditate and pray about, to make some notes, to do trilogy and memory engineering and now rapid eye stress release on these issues. Am I doubling? Do I have internal conflicting beliefs about the same thing? And am I different with people socially than I feel and think and, and believe I really am when in total private. Here's what I want you to know. If you're doing that, you cannot help but have an energy drain. It takes tremendous energy to keep those both going. The private thing, which usually often involves addictions, negative habits, uh, just doing stuff to get through the day, but it's not really what you think you should be doing with your time, and you keep thinking, I'll change this tomorrow or next week or whatever. You are at odds and at war with yourself internally. And that is, in essence, allowing someone else to put a straw in your energy reserve for that day and suck half of it out, sometimes more than that, sometimes two-thirds out, so that you have very, very little energy to do what you need to do during the day. And the result of that is you break at your weakest link. It's the very definition of stress, which may be cancer, it may be anxiety or depression, diabetes, it may be failed, broken relationships, 
it, it could be literally anything, and it is different for different people. The point is, you got to stop doubling. You need to do an internal inventory. Okay, what are my internal issues where I both believe one thing as far as what I should or shouldn't do to live my best life, and then on the other hand, at times, in the moment, I believe, yes, I know that, but I'm going to do this anyway that conflicts with it, and I'll go back to living what I believe tomorrow. When you do that, you have two conflicting beliefs about the same thing because you always do what you believe in the moment, even if you have a conflicting belief. And secondly, take note and work with Trilogy, Memory Engineering, same thing, on am I doubling, am I living one life and portraying one image to certain people because of how I want them to respond to me or because I'm afraid of how they would respond to me if they knew this, but then in private, I'm a different person. You know, this is one of the scariest things for clients um, in my experience that I have seen. Where they think, yeah, but if I start living and presenting an image to other people of who I really am, they're going to reject me. They're going to not like me. They're going to, you know, so it, it's, a, it's a huge fear for them. I'll tell you this, in all honesty, I have never seen one single person work to make those things right, to start living in integrity, which means the whole truth, and in internal harmony, meaning, meaning you have one set of beliefs about an issue, not two conflicting ones, and you are being honest, truthful, uh, letting people see the true you, including your flaws, I have never one time seen that turn out bad. Which is an amazing thing because every single person before they do that thinks it's going to turn out bad. People are much more forgiving. People are much more kind uh, when they sense your vulnerability, when they sense your honesty, your love, your integrity, your, your truth, even if you've not been being truthful for a long time, they have a huge capacity to forgive. I'm not saying every single person, but I'm saying long term, overall, I've never one time seen that turn out bad. So I would ask you this week to think and pray about that. Uh, get out the tools and start healing the conflicting belief that I should do this right now even though it violates my moral and what is right belief system because it will give me some pain relief to heal that belief because that's a lie. If you do that, you'll never start living what you believe. Because 
today is the only day you ever have. You've never done anything tomorrow, and you've never done anything yesterday. Everything you've ever done is now, today, the present moment, okay? So if you say, I'll do it tomorrow, for most people, that's years or maybe even never comes. So let me heal those wrong beliefs and let me heal the doubling I'm doing, the image that I'm presenting to people that is not completely me, even if I don't do it all at once, even if I just sort of take, stick a toe in now and then a foot and then a leg. But let me start living in integrity and letting people see the true me, flaws and all. And about those secrets... And by the way, men have those too. They just haven't done those studies yet, but they'll find the same thing about men. About those secrets, get it out of you. That is a black, oozing, toxic thing, those secrets, okay? Now, I'm not saying be indiscriminate about who you share those things with, okay? Uh, uh, Pray to God. Take it to God with the door closed and locked. Go find... Uh, a preacher, go find a priest, go find uh, a best friend, hopefully that you know, will never breathe this to another living soul uh, and, and will support me in what I'm ch- and how I'm trying to change my life. But get it out to somebody and, and you will be amazed how much that helps, all right? Um, but get it out. Those things are the biggest energy drainers of all. Those secrets about morality and identity and worth and sin and wrong and messing up and lying. And, and those are the biggest ones of all. All right? So try not to go another month. I'm not going to say a day or week on this one. Try not to go another month with those secrets inside of you without getting them out, okay? And use the tools, and then maybe on a daily basis, remind yourself every morning, okay, I'm going to be one person today, not two or three or four. No doubling today, okay? And I'm going to live by what I believe is right and true and good, even if I'm tempted to do something else for the pain distraction or a little bit of pleasure that lasts for a few minutes, okay? Because all those things spike your stress. Let me me end this with an analogy. Um, I remember when Hope and I were dating, and man, I, I just thought I was the luckiest guy in the world. She was out of my league in every way, still is today, but... I remember the first time she ever told me, I love you. And I knew what that meant. I mean, I tell lots of people I love them today, and it's the truth. But also, there's the I love you kind of for that one special person. And, And I think you know what I mean by that. And that felt so wonderful. I mean, just... Goodness gracious, it's almost like the Sound of Music song, um, in my wicked childhood I must have done something good because here you are standing there loving me, okay? 
how do you think it would have felt for me if the next day I had been around and Hope didn't know I was around and I heard her tell another guy, I love you, and I knew it was the same kind of I love you situation, that one special person, only she wasn't just saying it to me the night before now, she was saying it to another guy as well. How do you think that would have made me feel? Oh, man, that would have been heart, heart pain, uh, supreme, big time, over the top, okay? Well, in, a, in maybe a little bit lesser degree, that's what you're doing when you live two lives. When you're one person to this person, one, another person to another person, another person publicly, another person privately, uh, that's what you're doing when you keep these secrets inside of you without letting them out. Uh, whether you feel the pain or not, you are normalizing your heart being in disharmony. And in essence, you're saying, okay, I not only love this, but I love this. And they conflict. I, I, I love being fit and trim and fitting in my clothes and feeling good about myself, but I also love eating a half gallon of ice cream every night. Well, those don't go together. Those two loves conflict. Now, not liking ice cream at all, that doesn't conflict. Yeah, sure, have it as a treat every once in a while. Having it all the time, it, it, it doesn't really satisfy anyway. And, and that's how these things go. So, anyway, I hope you get the idea. Um, whether it's two conflicting beliefs inside you or two different yous, for different people and different situations. Both of those will dramatically take away your spoons, drain your energy, and you'll not be able to live the life that you want to live, at least without crashing long term. Clear those things up and way more energy. It's like, wow, man, I feel 20 again, okay? And I see it all the time. So use the tools and start living in oneness, harmony, integrity, no more doubling.